1: HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. Fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk Of the Jesse Kelly Show. And I guess I just probably should let you know. Well, as a journalist, I mean, as a journalist, I need to let you know. It's Journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. Jesse. You already know that Kevin McCarthy lost his sixth consecutive bid for the speaker today. What you probably don't know is that 8 p.m. Eastern time, they fire the whole daggone thing up again. Not, I don't expect anything to happen or anything to change. Like if anything major happens, I'll let you know, but I just don't expect anything. This is clearly something that's going to drag on. Let's get to what I was talking about. <laughs> Wall Street Journal ran a, pears, ran a piece today. I rip on them a lot, but I want to make sure I give them credit when they do good work. They do on occasion. The U.S. government's woke training. That's the piece, and they included the actual materials in here. This, let's go ahead and Chris, hold on. I need to say a word first because this is from the U.S. Army, and the word is V I G N E T T E. Is that vignette? I don't know. I don't speak. I don't speak Italian. That's what it's vignette, Michael. That's what I mean. Are you making that up right now? No, he's... All right, Michael swears that's a a vignette. I already knew what it meant. I was just testing you guys to see if you knew. Anyway, the first vignette, it says, because he did not undergo a surgical change, the soldier still has female genitalia. The headline of it, I I should say, the headline of this is soldier unit training, barracks, bathrooms, and showers. The vignette, the full vignette is this. Following his transition from female to male, which did not include, this is the U.S. Army, by the way, which did not include sex reassignment surgery and gender marker in DEERS. I don't know what DEERS is. I don't care. A transgender soldier begins using a male barracks, bathroom, and shower f- facilities because he did not undergo a surgical change. The soldier still has female genitalia. This mental illness is your, your United States Army, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause here before I go on. I brought this up before. I'm going to bring it up again. You know that we had well over 400,000 mental casualties in World War II. You've heard me discuss it before on the show. Uh, You can't imagine what it's like. People just break. I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. Actually, I did. I think I told it recently. We had a guy before we even went into combat in Kuwait. We were getting ready to go. And the stress and the strain and everything else, he he just broke. He took his little adrenaline pen and stabbed himself with it so he could get sent out. I've seen videos before because you know I'm a documentary. I'm 41 going on 81. I'm a documentary-obsessed person. And I've seen videos before of Marines at Peleliu standing on a boat. And you can tell, it's shot from far away, but you can tell his mind is gone. He's lost his mind. The mind just broke. These were normal people. These were people overwhelmingly who grew up with a mother and a father, grew up with discipline, grew up with a set of rules. Many of them grew up with a religion. These are people, these are, these are, this was the grounded generation. Over 400,000 of them just The mind can only take so much. Now, as I read through this vignette, a word that I absolutely knew how to pronounce earlier. As I read through this vignette, I want you to understand that these people, this is what's taking over your United States military. All right. Considerations and responsibilities. Here's a couple. Understand anyone may encounter individuals in the barracks, bathrooms, or shower facilities With physical characteristics of the opposite sex, despite having the same gender marker in DEERS, transgender soldiers are not required or expected to modify or adjust their behavior based on the fact they do not match other soldiers. This is what's filling up your military now. 400,000 in the last world war just mentally broke. How do you think Trina's going to do? How do you think they're going to do when the stresses and strains of combat overwhelm them? Oh, wait, there's more. This is from the VA, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, in case you're wondering what VA stands for. I'm looking at a gingerbread person on my life. I'm not making that up. And I won't go into all the details of it. I know there are kids listening. It's nothing too bad, but I just don't want to go over the details of it. But they point to the gingerbread person's brain. What, Michael? Michael? What? Oh my gosh, I missed it. He's right. It says genderbread. It's a gender person. Oh my gosh. Genderbred per the genderbred person, they point to the brain, the heart, and then they point to the uh, nether regions, the, the part where the where you know the twig and berries are housed, and they just outline the difference in all of them. You have you can have different gender identities, gender expressions your biological sex, and your sexual orientation. This is the training going on at the VA. Now, one little final tidbit here, because I'm going to move off of this. It goes through, it has, what, what I'm looking at is a chart, all right? So the first column, that's the part on the left, first column is called microaggression. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I can't. The The second column is called the theme The third column is called implicit bias, and the fourth column is the impact, all right? So one of these, I'll just give you one of these. For example, on the left, the first column is, quote, you're going to stay home with the kids, right? What she's trying to say is, or you should smile more. The theme of all that is sexism. By the way, ladies... You should absolutely smile more, fellas. You should really never tell a woman she should smile more. that just comes over that comes off really bad. That really never comes off like you think it does. so don't tell a woman she should smile more. That said, ladies, smile more because you brighten up a room like I said, women determine the mood of a room, whether for good or bad, women determine the mood anyway that's so I read you the left column. then the theme is sexism. then the implicit bias portion this is the this is going on in your government. I want you to know the implicit bias portion. That women must fall into the gendered roles in the 1950s. That male affect presence, behavior. Behavior is the standard and everything else is contrary to. And then on the right, the impact, this message is you shouldn't be working. You're a failure as a woman. You're not good enough. You're not being listened to and valued. And I could go over, There's, there's. I'm, I'm going to let this go now because I think I'd belabored the point enough. This is not taking place. At Berkeley. Okay, it is taking place at Berkeley. This is taking place in the United States Army, in the Department of Veterans Affairs, CIA, FBI, NSA. This is the direction your nation is heading. Here in the US of gay, this is the direction we're going. We're going there very, very quickly, and it's a gigantic problem. And I just want to circle back one more time on this before we move on. We're going to talk about Biden getting stiff-armed by the Pope and all kinds of things. I just want to remind you, there are times when you are in combat, you you think about quitting. Everyone does. No, you don't do it. I didn't do it. But you think about it, it crosses your mind. Man, I don't want to be here. Man, we haven't had water in two days. Man, I'm scared. Man, I don't want to. Man, I don't want. Explosions. Bullets. I can't. Blood. We walked around in arms and feet when some idiots walked into an ammo depot. Some terrorists, they walked into an ammo depot with black powder and shells all over the place. But these morons were smoking all the time. And we were far, far away. We were miles away. It was a mushroom cloud that went up when these guys went up. And we had to go out there and check things out and make sure they were all gone. But trust me, I just tripped over someone's foot. They're all gone. This is the experience of combat. Your United States military is currently running out all the pipe hitters, all the hardcores. And you hardcores who are listening to the sound of my voice right now, I'm sorry that this is happening to you. You deserve better. But they're running out the hardcores. They're not re upping. They're not re enlisting. They're not re enlisting. They're not staying in. And they're filling up your military, your FBI, your CIA, your government with a bunch of psychopaths who, on top of all the other problems that come with filling up the military with this level of mental illness, what it's doing is ensuring that your military, next time the United States of America goes to war, and it sure looks like that could be any moment. The next time the United States military goes to war, it's not going to be 400,000 mental casualties. It's going to be the majority of the military gets in there and mentally breaks. Because if you're worried about the gender person genitalia you've been assigned, you're going to last about 35 seconds in combat before that fragile, mentally addled mind of yours is simply gone. All right. Let's talk about the Pope and Joe Biden and why John Cornyn sucks. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Uh, Chris, what exactly is it? Sulia? Sudia, Is that what it is? What does that mean? No one knows? You're right. No one knows. <laughs> Get to some emails. Email address is jesse at com. Susudio, it was interesting your comments today on foot care. I was talking about this last night and the Marines, they just obsess over it. Anyway, he goes on. When I was in Marine Corps boot in the fall of 1980, I don't remember a lot of talk about foot care. During the last day of field training at Camp Pendleton, we did a 12-mile hike. Since it was, tw- since it was up and down hills, it was more like 20 miles stretched out. I did this with blisters on both my heels, carrying 80 pounds of gear. After that painful experience, I always put moleskin on my feet before future hikes. It paid off before ITS in December. I'm glad to hear the modern Corps pays more attention to feet. They sure do. You know, here's something wild about blisters. People, will not, people who've never humped a lot of gear, gone on what's called a force march. We call them humps in the Marine Corps, but what's called a, a force march where you put on a ton of gear. And you go walk pretty fast and you walk for a long way. That's one of the most miserable things you can possibly do. Did you know Delta Force? Basically the best guys on the planet. They're the biggest studs on the planet. A huge part of getting into Delta Force is they simply strap a ton of gear on you and just make you walk and walk and walk and guys just start quitting. Your body, you, you don't realize it if you haven't done it. Your body just breaks down. It's not made to do it. You're not made to do it. Here's something you may not know about these long humps. Eventually, you're going to get blisters. There's no question about it. And the pain is really, really terrible because you have to keep walking on it. And your foot sweating. And you're walking on it. And you're miserable. And your foot sweating. But after so much misery, after so many miles, the blister will actually go numb. And then you're scot-free. Now, granted, you're in, you're in uh, not the best medical condition in the world. But once things go numb, it makes life a lot easier. We did one in Kuwait one time. We got back from this hump, and it was brutal. It was something like 105 degrees out there. So guys are falling out all over the place. It was a disaster. I didn't fall out, of course, and I made it back at the end. And I had this back. I had my back, I had a weird pack, and my back, sometimes when I was humping, I would roll my shoulders forward a little bit and kind of push my spine back. You do that to kind of protect your shoulder. You, do, you move your body around to try to protect the parts that are hurting, but my pack would rub me raw in the middle of my back. And this one was so brutal. There was so much sweat on it. I told this story a long time ago that by the time we got back, we dropped our packs and we're sitting there and all of us who made it were feeling pretty daggone good about about ourselves. And then we we get back to our little hooch. It's just this big tense back then and we dropping our packs, we're dropping our stuff and I take off my 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 camo top. My I my unbutton my camo top and take it off and I try to take off my undershirt, my t-shirt, my green t-shirt and it won't come off. There's something, for some reason, it's stuck on my back and it hurts. And I turned to my buddy with Savy, and I said, well, dude, what's wrong? He said, Kelly, you've got blood all over your back, man. I said, oh, crap. So I said, can you take it off? And he, and he starts to try to peel it off. And right then my staff sergeant, my platoon sergeant comes in. He's like, no, 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 no. You wait, you wait. Just lay down real quick first. We'll get the dock in here. So I lay down on my stomach. He's got to get the dock in there to peel it off my back. He goes and grabs all the guys. It was most of our younger guys. It's not their fault. They weren't in long enough to be ready for it. Most of our younger guys who fell out. And he said, All of you who fell out, look at this. Look what he did. And he didn't. And they had to see, he made them all sit there and watch as the dog peeled my shirt off my back. It was gross. <laughs> I still have a little scar there to this day. I'm proud of it. But that's good stuff, Chris. That's good stuff. You know, it's not good stuff when you're a supposed Catholic and you're press secretary who's a diversity hire when she messes up the name of the Pope. Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI. <laughs> pope Emeritus. Anyway, the headline, it's Emeritus. Anyway, Emeritus. Chris, are Catholics and Jews still fighting? I know you guys had it out for quite a while. Are you are you guys okay now? Mostly fine. Chris, you have something you want to get off your chest? For, uh, look. You're the one who killed Jesus. They didn't. You have something you want to get off your chest, Chris? <laughs> I guess. I guess we're not going to get anything more than that out of Jewish producer Chris tonight. Apparently, this is some Illuminati thing. Chris, is the Illuminati is that Jewish? Is that the Jewish one? Is it the Bilderbergs? What is it? It doesn't exist anymore, the Illuminati. But it did exist. When did they When did they disband? 1779. So it's been a while ago. I guess. I guess we won't worry about them. All right. Anyway, Biden won't represent us, won't rep- represent the US at Benedict's funeral per the wishes of the late Pope. I'm not a Catholic. I enjoy Catholics. I've no problem with them. I'm not a Catholic, but I think that's freaking hilarious. I think it's hilarious that well, it's sad and hilarious at the same time that these Democrats for so long, modern-day Democrats are they're so insane now. They're so insane about issues like abortion. You know, now kill them all. They throw abortion parties now. It's crazy. No longer safe, legal, and rare. Now it's just, now oh, kill everything. Nothing matters. But they still are trying to sell, and for the most part have been successful to that old school Democrat, that old blue collar Democrat. They're still trying to sell that. No, no, no. I, I still love America. No, I'm a good Catholic. When really, they hate the United States of America. And the people who are actually paying attention are realizing uh, these people are really, really, really bad people. Very bad people. All right. All right. We have to make fun of John Cornyn. And I don't know that I can think. Gosh, I can't think of a better lead in to making fun of John Cornyn than talking about America's free falling testosterone levels. Because the truth is, because it's part of this is because of our diet. And our exercise levels are lack thereof. We just work. We look. We work in jobs where we don't move. I do radio and TV. I sit in a chair for my job. But a huge part of it is it's in the water. There's estrogens in the water. Estrogens in the plastic. You're showering in it. You're drinking it. 50%. America's testosterone levels have gone down by 50% in the last 50 years. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. Do the math on that. That's zeroing out our T levels in another 50. Chalk. My boys, the anti-communists at Chalk, they're going to try to stop that. They're going to try to save people like John Cornyn from just turning into complete useless women. So in an effort to do that, they sell many, many natural herbal supplements. It's all natural. Remember, all natural herbal supplements, but they sell specifically a male vitality stack. That's a few different natural herbal supplements, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. It's not just for John Cornyn, fellas. It's for all of us. He needs it, but you should want it. He has to have it. You, you, he has no choice. You need to get it. You'll feel better, man. Your focus will be better. Your energy will be better. might even find yourself losing weight. Ladies, they have a female vitality stack. Go to Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off any subscription for life. Any of them. No matter what you get. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. So speaking of low T, it's John Cornyn time. focus mood libido maximize your masculinity at chalk.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any subscription for life c-h-o-q.com code jesse for lifetime savings on any subscription limited time offer subscriptions cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call The Jesse Kelly Show. Speaking of life in the fast lane and taking chances, you know, I told you last night the uh, the wife was sick. Well, she's still sick. I mean, super sick. I think it's flu or something like that. Bedridden, body aches to work. She's just a mess. So I don't want to brag, but I've been helping out more and more around the house, helping out by telling the boys to unload the dishwasher and telling the boys to do this and telling the boys. And I made dinner last night. So I texted with the fellows, texted with the boys earlier. It's weird being able to text with your kids now. I texted them. Hey leave mom alone, let her rest. I'm going to handle dinner when I get home tonight. So it's going to be a later dinner, get a snack, and I ask them both what they want. They both signed up for world-famous Jesse Kelly burgers, I might add. But anyway, speaking of living dangerously, I just got a text from the wife. As we're coming back from the break, I get a text from the wife. She said, I think I'm losing my voice again. And sometimes I can't help myself. I texted her back right away. Oh, praise God. (laughs) I haven't received a text back yet. Per se, I'm not sure how that's going to land right now. What, Chris? (laughs) Chris said, I know you have a dog. Do you have the house, too? It's fine. I'm fairly confident she'll see the humor in it. I was joking, princess. If you're listening to this, I love you so much. (laughs) All right, quit. You remember that $1.7 trillion bill they just voted on, right? I don't know if you know this, but that things like that are much more important than who's Speaker of the House. Things like that are really important. Well, part of that $1.7 trillion bill was preventing any money going to the Border Patrol, because it had money going to the border, preventing any of it being used for protecting the border. Did you know that? That's true. Which is so funny because John Cornyn, was one of the leading voices for the Republican side, Texas GOP Senator John Cornyn, one of the leading voices in the Republican side for voting for the bill. He was one of the 18 Republicans who voted for the bill. So John Cornyn, like yesterday, just voted for a bill that kept funding from securing the border. And today, I see this headline from CNS News. John Cornyn, we have a failed state on our southern border. Huh. Chip Roy, this was Chip Roy. Chip, consider this a recruitment effort. This was Chip Roy about that bill. So
2: this is what the chamber looks like when we're actually debating and the bodies are in the chairs. How many times have we been down here giving speeches and there's not a soul in the chamber? Yet this is what it takes to get 435 people in the chamber and have an actual debate. This is not personal. It's not. This is about the future of the country. This is about the direction of the country. American people who are looking at this body and wondering why we can pass $1.7 trillion bills that are unpaid for. This-
1: hold on, hold on. Just one second. I'm going to let him keep going when he says why we can pass $1.7 trillion that aren't paid for. You didn't pass that. I didn't pass that. John Cornyn, who said we have a failed state on our southern border, he passed that. This
2: place has to change. It has to change. And the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job or it comes from leadership. And people ask me, what do you want? I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day. We can't keep doing this. I'm going to sit here until we figure out how to stop spending money we don't have. I don't want any more empty promises. I don't want any more, oh, don't worry, trust us, we'll do it. I want to know that we're going to be able to exercise our rights as a member of this body to stand up for the American people and actually fix this country.
1: Boy, Chip's about to get recruited hard by me. Let's get to some emails. John Cornyn's got to go. This goes back to what we were talking about over and over. Okay, so let's say I'm successful. I haven't even got a response from Chip yet. He's still on the House floor. But let's say I'm successful. Let's say I'm successful in recruiting Chip Roy to run against John Cornyn in the state of Texas. This is just one example. It may apply to your state. Okay, so Chip Roy is one of the good ones, one of the very few good ones. He is a congressman, though, so he has an area of the state, a smaller area. John Cornyn has the whole state of Texas. John Cornyn is going to have gargantuan sums of money. John Cornyn is the one... GOP primary voters in the state of Texas have been used to voting for for 20 years now. For 20 years, they've been voting for John Cornyn. The question is, does the GOP primary voter, does the base, do they actually want a better GOP or not? What if I recruit Chip? Because Chip's not going to raise as much money as John Cornyn is. Don't get me wrong, if I'm actually successful in recruiting him, he's going to be on this show like once a week begging for money, and I'm going to tell him to. Because we're going to try to take down one of these rhinos. We're going to go rhino hunting here on the show. But no matter what we can do, no matter what you can do, no matter what I can do, Chip's not going to raise as much money as Cornyn. Does the GOP primary voter who, who complains a lot about the state of the GOP, does he care enough to actually look into something for five minutes and then go out and vote in a primary in a way that is consistent with his values or do you not care enough? We brought up earlier in the show, I've brought this up before we were talking about change is hard and we were bringing up, you know, quitting things you're addicted to, or we brought up if you're fat and you're trying to lose weight or something like that. We brought, I brought these things up earlier in the show. The truth is if you are, and you've heard me talk like this before, if you are currently struggling with something, if you are overweight, and you want to lose weight, and you're trying, maybe it's something small, maybe you skipped breakfast today, maybe you went for a walk, I'm so proud of you. If you are trying to quit drinking, and shoot, maybe you failed tonight, maybe you stopped by Liquor store on the way home and you failed tonight, but maybe yesterday you did good, you went a day without it, today you failed, you're going to try again tomorrow, I'm proud of you. When I'm not proud is when you're not trying at all and constantly going to the polls to vote for the same GOP losers over and over and over again in the primaries, or even worse, not going to the polls, then, then we're not even trying. Then there's nothing to be proud of, and then we don't actually want change. John Cornyn in his last primary got 76% of the primary vote. I don't care if he's running against the baked potato that loser should never get 76% of the vote, especially in a state like mine that prides itself on being so red and it's a Republican. Don't bring your California to my Texas. My Texas? My Texas has one good senator and one who's just as responsible for the rot in this country as anyone on the Democrat side. And the red state of Texas hasn't done anything about it yet. Maybe next time, let's put our money where our morals are, and let's put our vote where our morals are and support somebody. And maybe this applies to you and your state. Because I know most of my listeners aren't from Texas. I have a bunch in Texas, but it's a national show. Maybe you have a state senator, a congressman who's good, and he's thinking about making a run at one of your loser U.S. senators. Like if you're in Utah, maybe in Utah right now, maybe you have somebody you want to run against Mitt Romney because, well, Mitt Romney is an embarrassment. Are we going to gather around him, fundraise for him? Are we going to support him or her? And the voter itself, forget about the fundraising part. Forget about that part of it. The voters in Utah or the shows, thankfully, really big in Utah, the Jesse Kelly show. Are you going to care enough to go vote in that primary and vote against the people you hate? Are you going to drag friends and family there? Are you going to have the guts, This because this takes guts, Are you going to have the guts to talk to friends and family who you don't get into politics with before the primary and say, hey, you voting in the primary? Oh, I'm not sure. Hey, man, you should. And you should really vote against Mitt Romney. We really need you to. That's how we win. That's how we take the low-T GOP and turn it into the anti-communist GOP because that's the ultimate goal. That's how we win. Don't tell me how much you care. Show me. All right, some emails. Someone has a problem in their city. Feeling a little stocky follow like and subscribe on social at jesse kelly dc it is the jesse kelly show i do love some tom petty and i actually enjoy that song but what does living like a refugee mean? Should I be listening to the more more of the words of the song, Chris? I'm not clear on that. Well, one more thing, by the way, on the on the primary stuff and and challenging these people and putting our our votes and our money and our time where our morals are. Remember, I've been railing on John Cornyn because he's my useless senator. Twenty percent of Republicans voted in that primary. Twenty percent. You know what percentage of Democrats voted in theirs that same year? Fifty. So why does the Democratic Party look like the full-blown Communist Party, and yet the Republican Party is this milquetoast group of losers? Well, because the people who care in the Democratic Party actually show up and vote in Democrat primaries. Republicans? We don't. Or we show up and vote for the same loser we've had. I saw him on the news. Uh, He came to our, our women's Republican pancake breakfast. He was so nice to me. He took a picture. I'll vote for him again. We lose over and over. And Chris brought up a good point, which is very rare. I don't know what's wrong with you tonight, Chris. What, Chris? That's not, you know what? That's not a very nice finger. Put that away. Chris brought up a good point. Getting involved. Maybe you can't, especially now, maybe you can't send, maybe you can't send 100 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever it is, to, to the candidate whenever we get a good primary challenger for these people. I get that. You don't have the money? You don't have the money. I get that. Yard signs are free most of the time. Bumper stickers are free most of the time. T-shirts, hats, it it costs virtually nothing to throw a bumper sticker on your car, a yard sign, and maybe you're rolling your eyes at that. Let me tell you. Do you? Well, let me ask you. You have any idea how much money companies spend on things like uh, NASCAR? You what? You watch NASCAR? I don't because they're a bunch of commie trash now. But I know you've seen NASCAR. I know you've seen the M&M's car and the Home Depot car, and then then they get out where those little four-foot-tall racers get out, and they're wearing the little jumpsuits with eight million patches on it. Been to a baseball game, seeing how, oh, wow, right field sponsored by Pizza Hut. Do you think all those companies spend all that money on some stupid sign in center field because it doesn't work? What goes into your eyes and ears does work. That yard sign is worth something. Maybe your neighbors, maybe they'll drive by that enough times and then they'll walk in that primary booth. Huh. Chip Roy. Oh, that's the one. That's the yard sign Jesse has in his yard. Oh, shoot, I recognize that name. I'll vote for Chip Roy. Jesse knows what he's talking about. Let's get involved in primaries. Primaries, primaries. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to, that's enough of that. Let's get to something else. Speaking of putting your money where your morals are. Automatic bill pay is a thing that's obviously going to be a thing. I'm not going to go old school. I missed the days when I could write a check. I'm not going to do that. And I don't, by the way. But there is a negative to it. There are negatives to it. One, you can overdraft your account pretty easily. I did that when I was out of work one time. That sucked. Two, you put out of your mind the companies that you're sending money to every month. Like when we talk about your cell phone company. When you, if you have Verizon right now or you have T-Mobile or you have AT&T, you have one of these companies right now, it's probably not something you really think about that often. How often do you think about who your cell phone company is and you definitely don't think about them when the money comes out automatically? You're not sitting down anymore busting out the checkbook. Okay, AT&T, $140. You're not doing that anymore. It all comes out automatically. But that kills us. Because then we're not mindful about where we're sending that money. Guess what? You can sign up with Pure Talk, a company that shares your values, and they'll have the same automatic bill pay. Don't worry. You don't have to go back to writing checks. My money to Pure Talk comes out every single month. Yet my money is going to a company that actually loves me and loves my values. So why not switch? We're talking about 10 minutes on the phone. If you picked up your cell phone right now and hit pound 250, And said, Jesse Kelly, 10 minutes on the phone? You keep your phone. Keep your number. Or get new phone, new number. They have all that too. My bill got cut in half? A lower bill with a company that shares your values? Why didn't you switch? Dial pound 250 and say, Jesse Kelly. All right? Pound 250, say, Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Let's get to some emails here. Dear Sultan of Symmetry. (laughs) In case I should catch everyone up. I have to realize uh, that I've been informed by my mentor, Michael Barry. He's the reason I do radio. He informed me because he heard about how fast the show is growing. He said, you are aware that with how fast the show is growing. You're going to have to update all the new listeners on all the new stupid things you do. He did call them stupid, which wasn't very nice. On all the new stupid things you do daily on a show it's not a long list Chris that's not very nice there's maybe one stupid thing I don't know what your problem is anyway he said you need to update people on the stupid things the symmetry and symmetrical thing comes from I think it actually came from a caller one night I forget his name it came from a caller we were trying to figure out why people are why some people are considered good-looking and why some aren't and And he was talking about people have symmetry to their faces where one side is exactly the same as the other side. And he said, you know, like you, you and Denzel Washington. (laughs) And since that moment, me and Denzel have been basically, basically brothers with symmetry. We're symmetrical brothers. That's why we're so handsome. I should note. You can email the show, Jesse at jessikellyshow.com if you want to tell me how handsome I am. All the emails go to Chris and then he prints them all off for me and rolls his eyes and then we go. All right. Jesse, dear Sultan of Symmetry. Our city council painted a quote temporary progress pride flag on our city center street crossing or in our city center street crossing for Pride Month, which was June of last year. It was supposed to be a temporary art installation. I don't know what kind of paint they used, but it was definitely not temporary. It's been eight months and that thing is still there. They lied to us about it being a short-term art installation and, and used taxpayer money to buy permanent paint. How do we fight this atrocity? My 11-year-old son suggests we turn it into a Puerto Rican flag as the shapes match up. And what a hilarious way to deface public art. We need your guidance, oh, oh, Great Menu Whisperer. Thank you for your help. It's from Melinda. All right, Melinda. Well, one, your boy sounds freaking awesome. That's one. Two, no, you can't do that. Listen, there are two L's to save the country, as you know. And what are the two L's? Local and legal as well. As much as I despise the fact you have to drive over a tranny flag every single day, And as hilarious as I think the idea is, don't get yourself or your boy in legal trouble by defacing public property. Don't be out there committing crimes. That's the bad news. The other news is even worse. There is a way, there's definitely a way, you can get your trans flags removed from your city streets. There is a way that you can get the drag queen drag queens out of your city's public libraries so they stop sitting there swinging in the breeze reading to your children there is a way to accomplish these things that's the good news the bad news is you're not gonna like it you ready for it I'll tell you in a second surrounded by strangers I thought were my friends org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse.